0: broadcasting live to New York Bloomberg 1130, to Washington D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200 to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, SiriusXM XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock.
1: I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. Something that's been hard to find recently is showing up in the money markets, and that's yield. Rising rates paid by banks and other companies, additional commercial, commercial Paper are luring new new investors to the market, and we have a guest coming up who says investors who choose not to participate in a government forced money market fund migration stand to profit handsomely, Pim.
2: Yes, and we're also going to be talking about some changes to the rules that govern money market funds. That's all coming up. But right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg
0: Newsroom for Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Pim Fox. Thank you, Kathleen Hayes, the Dow, the S&P, Nasdaq, all advancing. Final 30 minutes of trading on a Tuesday here. We've got the S&P up three now to 21.83, a gain there of two-tenths of one percent. Nasdaq now up 18 points, higher by four-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrial up twenty nine points a gain there of two tenths of one percent one of today 's catalysts for the move higher a number of companies announcing deals after the labor day holiday and global central banks very much in focus uh, this month David Kelly is chief global strategist of JP Morgan funds
2: problem has been every time there 's any weakness in, in the the Japanese economy or in the european economy the knee jerk reaction has okay we'll do more in terms of quantitative easing and it's uh, um, I, think they're, I think they're beginning to learn the lesson that they're, they're, they really are hurting the, the banks by doing so. They've got to make it profitable for banks to lend. Uh, and so I think that message is getting through.
0: Right now, the S&P 500 index is trading higher by three points to 21.83, a gain there of two-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 29, a gain also of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 18, a gain of four-tenths of 1%. Ten-year up 17.32, yield 1.54%. And gold up 26.30 the ounce to 13.49, a gain there of 2%. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman has opened an antitrust probe into Mylan Pharmaceuticals, saying a preliminary investigation shows the company may have inserted anti-competitive terms into its EpiPen sales contracts with numerous local school systems. Gold again up 26.30, a gain there of 2%. 3.32 on Wall Street now. A look at the other stories making news.
3: Thank you, Charlie, from the Bloomberg Newsroom. I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by Bentley University. What do developing apps at Facebook and analyzing data at Biogen have in common? An MBA from Bentley University, where you will explore innovation and leadership. Because business is everywhere. Prepare here. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are in a statistical dead heat, according to a new national poll by CNN. Speaking in Virginia Beach today, Trump noted the new poll numbers. The big poll came out today that Trump is winning. It's good psychology. you know.
4: I know that for a fact because people that didn't call me yesterday, they're calling me today. So that's, that's the way life works, right?
3: Speaking to reporters on board her plane today, Hillary Clinton also reacted to the latest polling.
4: When they're good for me and there have been a lot of them
1: that have been good for me recently. I don't pay attention. When they're... You know, not so good.
3: I don't pay attention. President Obama is the first American president to visit Laos. Bloomberg's Michael Barr tells us more.
0: President Obama says the U.S. is committing $90 million over the next three years to help Laos clear unexploded bombs the U.S. dropped on the country during the Vietnam War. That conflict was another reminder that whatever the cause, whatever our intentions, war inflicts a terrible toll, especially on innocent men, women, children. President made his announcement while in Laos for a summit of Southeast Asian leaders. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio.
3: A group of advocates is launching a national campaign to press large retailers and restaurant chains to end on call and last minute scheduling. That follows recent deals by several retailers to end the practice in New York. Global News, twenty-four hours a day, powered by more than twenty six hundred journalists and analysts in more than one hundred twenty countries. I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Charlie?
0: And we thank you. And again, recapping uh, the S&P moving higher today, up three points to 2183, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. We are brought to you by National Realty, managers of New York City cash flow, real estate providing you 12 percent annualized returns with immediate monthly distributions. See them at nria.net. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Government forced money market fund migration. Some, uh, who don't participate stand to profit handsomely. And yet there are a lot of people who seem to be heading in that direction. So what is the red light that our next guest is holding up? We're very happy to welcome back to the show, Henley Smith. He's Senior Vice President at Vanderbilt. So, Good afternoon, sir. thank you for having
4: me back. I appreciate it. Well, it's
1: great to have you. Great to have you in studio. So first of all, what is going on with the the regulations that are changing? Set the table for us. Yeah,
4: well, starting October 14th, the uh, SEC is instituting new rules on what's called money market funds or in the trade, 2A7 funds, and I won't get too technical. But it's a $2.7 trillion market that's being uh, rewritten. Um, Prime money market funds, which use commercial paper, repo, those types of things, non-government types of holdings, will be able to do one of three things. Number one, they'll float their net asset value. Now, we've all grown up with the $1 in, $1 out. That's changing just for prime money market funds. And more to the point, which I think is what's uh, getting people concerned, is if the money fund gets in any kind of distress – which is unusual, but it did happen in 2008, as we know, that the fund can institute redemption fees or can actually gate uh, the redemptions. So a lot of corporate treasurers and CFOs that typically use prime money market funds uh, are migrating out of those types of funds into government-only funds, which will continue to have the $1 NAV without the uh, – requirements of gating or redemption fees. So that's where you're seeing this migration. So uh, I think it was maybe this spring or probably early the summer where prime funds were always much higher in terms of assets. Now that's switched. So you're starting to see that great migration. And what it's happening and what it's causing is that the types of assets that's usually invest in prime money funds, are getting cheaper because people are selling them. So I think that there's an opportunity for those investors that want to remain in those types of assets to to benefit. And you're starting to see that three-month LIBOR, one-month LIBOR has popped up. Uh, you're starting to see prime money market funds as well as those that use separately managed accounts starting to see much greater yields than they've seen over the last couple of years because of this migration.
2: Let's say you're an individual that has a money market account as part of your brokerage account, your overall portfolio. I know that it's not a bank account, but many people, you and I were just talking about this before you came on, many people treat it like a bank account because you can write checks against it. You can also use a credit or debit card against it. What are some of the questions that if you have a money market fund, What kind of detailed answers do you need in order to understand whether any of this is going to affect you?
4: Well, well, first of all, you're right. Uh, They've been sold for so many years as, as dollar good. So it's a savings account to many people, and that's the way it's been sold for 40 years. Uh, in 2008, where we had the hiccup, so to speak, uh, that those all those rules changed. But people have to remember it's not a savings account. It's actually an investment portfolio with investments underneath that actually fluctuate. Now, they might be short-term, three months, nine months. So the fluctuations are minimal, but still they do. And I think where the, the real concern is because of the cost of running some of these funds due to the extra regulations, uh, some of these money funds have stretched into areas where they haven't, normally have been to get some yield into the portfolio. So first and foremost, you'll get a statement or you'll get a prospectus or you'll get a quarterly report on the money fund. Take a look at it. Um, We do a lot of investing at Vanderbilt Avenue for family offices and high net worth individuals. And if you do what we've looked at some of these portfolios, and I saw one recently where I looked at the portfolio, half of the assets, I didn't understand what they were. And the other half, I wouldn't own if I would. So it's important um, for those in the industry as well as in the retail sector, just to take a look at the portfolio, are you comfortable with those those assets?
1: Okay, so who's to blame or who's causing this? Because it seems that people are yield hungry, right, understandably. Uh, the Federal Reserve keeping the key rate just off zero, that's one side of it. The other side, though, is all the regulation that the Dodd-Frank legislation piled on to just about any kind of entity – doing business in the financial services industry.
4: Yeah, check one and two, because, again, I think we've been in an artificial environment because of the low rates, uh, because of all the... Uh, QE and the things that we've talked about for so many years, keeping these rates down. And so there's a lot of unintended consequences that could arise from coming back off of a, you know, normalization policy or whatever might. But you're right. There's been a lot of regulations to camp, clamp down on these particular types of funds. And so we're, we're just concerned as a firm that, again, people treat it as a bank account when it truly isn't. And uh, the the thing that uh, I would just be cautious of is because of all the uncertainty and the volatility we've seen in the markets over the last couple of years, people have been holding on to a lot more cash just to p- feel comfortable. So, pre two thousand eight, where cash was a couple of percentages points of my portfolio, and it was in a money market fund, and it was okay, and I didn't have to worry about it. Post-2008, uh, that's changed. Uh, with a lot of investors, we're seeing cash could be anywhere from 20 to 30% of the portfolio. And uh, th- what that's forcing them to do is go places where they wouldn't normally be, and that's where the problem comes up. Thank you very much. Henley Smith is Senior Vice President of Vanderbilt
2: Avenue Asset Management. They're based in New York. You're listening to Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg.
1: No such thing as a free lunch inflows to ETFs laying the seeds for heightened volatility and value destruction in the future because of illiquid assets they hold. That's our next guest argument coming up right here on Taking Stock.